Welcome to Unspoken, where we pull back the curtain and riff on all things business, thought leadership, spirituality, and self-development to combine the woo and the work to build the human behind the success. I'm your host, Sasha, and my goal is to help you, yes you, develop an elite mindset, unwavering self-trust in yourself so you can take radical ownership of your life for logical growth, success, and abundance. This is the podcast where we don't shy away from tough conversations and we go beyond the highlight reel. So it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur, the CEO of a company, a student, or just someone who loves to better themselves. Get ready to combine the energetics with the strategy so you can have it all. So grab a beverage, a notebook, and let's dive into what's been unspoken. What is up, you guys? I'm so excited to be back for another episode. Um... Today's going to be a good one. Today's an impromptu episode, which we know are the best episodes of just something happens. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put some notes on paper, grab my mic, get everything set up and just go. So today is one of those episodes. Today's one of those days. Um, We'll see where it goes and where it takes us. But I know today's going to be really, really juicy because I just got off the phone um, with someone at a consulting company that I am recruiting for. And we just had one of those incredible conversations on just like a human level talking about, you know, the importance of really being the best human you can be in a, in a job and in a company where it's not about, you know, the career progression and this and that, but really it is about how happy am I serving the work and serving the clients that I am serving and doing the work that I am doing. And so during this whole process, I'm going to have a whole episode about the process of recruiting for for consulting companies with this new mindset that I'm going in, which I'll be sharing with you today. But I'm going to sew it up with the connections that I'm making and the conversations I get to have with people who I would have never met except through connections and kind of continuing to network and network and network and just have conversations with people that even though if I don't go to this company or this firm, I know that I'm still going to have um, kind of in my back pocket to constantly reach out to and talk to because we just align on a soul level, if you will. Um, or we just, we just vibed. It felt like I knew this person for years. He reminded me so much of one of my really good friends in college. Um, and so it was just one of those conversations where like, yeah, I feel like I've known you forever. Um, but we met literally 30 minutes ago. And so during this time that we were talking about the firm and consulting, one of the last questions I asked him was more about the work-life balance, right? Because we all hear, if you are aware of the consulting space, um, of just like the soul crushing work that it can be. Not even soul crushing. Um, it's just very long hours sometimes. And it's very arduous. Um, people always make the joke of like, oh, I'm selling my soul. And so I wanted to touch on this because there is this classic assumption about consulting and selling your soul. And it's something that I've been working on navigating through my own, you know, therapy and meditations and um, mindset work of not feeling like I'm selling out and not feeling like I am going the sheep's path, if you will, or I'm not going the path that's laid out. I'm still going my path. It just happens to take a detour into this lane for a little bit. And I know that eventually it's going to come back out. And this is something that I'm really focusing on. So if you are like me and you have always done things your way, you've always done the unconventional and all of a sudden you're kind of being pushed into this more conventional, yeah, like corporate potentially, you know, life for a little bit, I was getting super, you know, frustrated or I want to do this and I want to go to that thing. And instead of just sitting down and listening and looking at all the signs that the universe is presenting me, when I tell you that the universe has been loud, 
when I say that the universe has been loud in this path that I am taking and that she wants me to take, I am not exaggerating. It is like every person that I am meeting, even that my mom is meeting, are all in consulting at this particular company. And it's like almost like I'm being funneled in there. And a conversation I had with my mom was like, I don't want to sell my soul. And she goes, you can't sell your soul if it's not for sale. And I just had to sit back for a second. I want you to sit back and I'm just gonna repeat this again. You can't sell your soul if it's not for sale. <laughs> what? That is, like, I don't know. It just gives me goosebumps thinking about that. And just like that reframing makes me so like emotional because it's so true. Like how often do we say things like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to, yeah, again, that's the whole selling my soul. I don't want to sell my soul to this company or to my job. I'm sorry, but my soul is not for sale. And so when I'm going into this job, when I'm going into this career path, I have a level head. I'm not going in, you know, to hustle to the top of the corporate ladder and work, you know, 20 hours a day to be perceived as the ideal worker and to, you know, gain prestige among colleagues and like my superiors because my soul is not for sale. And I think this is such an important aspect to even to just think about is where are you selling your soul? Where is your soul for sale? Where are different aspects of you for sale? Where is your time for sale? Right? Where is your physical presence for sale? Where is your mental capacity for sale? Where is your emotional, like emotions or emotional capacity for sale. So taking a look at this holistic idea of being for sale and really getting clear and honest of like these emotions that may feel icky or sticky when I'm with certain people, am I giving up that power? Is that me giving it to them or taking it? Because there's two sides to the same coin. There is one side where, you know, in some instances, yeah, there is someone who is taking, 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 but also where are you giving, 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 giving? And it's not always the case, right? There are nuances in this, but for the most part, like 80 to 90% of the time, it has to do with the idea of boundaries and it has to do with where are you giving and then being frustrated that they're taking. So this conversation is going to go into a lot around boundaries and really getting clear on what you will and will not entertain and boundaries right now in like all these different spaces in the corporate space in the work from home space in the self-development space in the online business space you get the picture boundaries are something that are being tossed around left right and center but fundamentally what they are and what i'm referring to is the invisible line that we draw around ourselves which define what is acceptable and what is not, right? They create a framework that protects our emotional, mental, and physical well-being. And I would even add in our spiritual well-being as well if you so choose to go down that path. But boundaries really are a compass that guide us towards self-respect and self-care. And boundaries also serve as a way to communicate our needs, desires, and limits to others. And they're not only established, but they have to be maintained. And this is 
where I think the problem comes into because oftentimes we unconsciously signal to others that it's okay to disrespect our boundaries because we fail to honor them ourselves. And I will say this time and time again through this episode, so I may sound like a beaten record, but I want this to become really clear, is that it's not enough to set boundaries. You have to hold them. You have to maintain them. Again, it's not enough to set boundaries. You have to hold them and you have to maintain them. And so to make this clearer and to maybe give you a visual, because I am a very visual person, so that's kind of how I'm going to go through this, through this podcast as well, is kind of giving you activities and things. Kind of just think about either, you know, as you drive or if you have a pen and paper or your notes phone on a walk, this is for you. So grab your notes app or pen and paper and write down three to five boundaries that you have. Three to five boundaries. It can even be two boundaries that you have. However many boundaries you can think of right now, write them down. So it may be like you don't respond after 9 p.m. even to your friends and family. You've, um, you know, have a boundary of like you show up on time and you expect people to show up on time. Potentially it's, you know, a boundary is like how people speak to you and how you speak to them with, you know, compassion, integrity, and honesty. And so now take a look at this list that you've created. Again, pause this if you're still writing. Take a look. And if you immediately go like, oh, people are crossing these boundaries, flip the script. And where have you been crossing them for your crossing them for yourself? And so For example, back in my freshman year of college, I, like, boundaries didn't exist for me. I had no boundaries, none whatsoever. And I would allow people into my room, talk, and, like, give them advice. They would ask me for advice or help or feedback or, you know, just wanted to hang out and chat. And I would, I would be there. I'd be like, yeah, my door is always open. And I kind of was proud of that. Like, my door is always open. I would answer calls immediately. I would text back immediately, even if I was out to meditate or do some yoga or shower or even go to bed or like I was on a walk, I was at the gym. Like I would answer or I would text back immediately. I would drop what I was doing to help others. I would put myself in kind of a big stress response in order to help someone else process or kind of do a brain dump. And I really did not value my time or myself. It would constantly put other people above my to-do list and what I really wanted and what I needed. And again, like my boundary, because I didn't even like know what that boundary was where I thought I had it. I was like, yeah, um, I thought I had a boundary, but in reality, I just, I didn't. And I was crossing my own boundaries. I was signaling to others that this was the type of behavior that I endorse and allow into my world, right? So if you don't respond or if your boundary is that you don't respond after 9 p.m., but if someone texts you at 9.30, you still respond and then you're kind of frustrated or angry or annoyed at them for texting you, even though you've communicated them to them multiple times, that there is, sorry, if you can hear the squeaking noise, the Eurostar is just crossing underneath me, Um But if you always get angry or not angry, but frustrated or annoyed of someone who's texting you at 930, even though you told them many times that you, you know, you're not really on your phone after nine, that just signals to them that they can keep texting you, that it's okay, that you allow that, that you're okay with that, that you're fine with that. 
And so boundaries are truly a reflection of how you treat yourself in your relationships, in your career, in your work, in your friendships, in your business, in your family life, the list goes on. And so in this conversation that I had with this guy from this firm, we were just talking, yeah, again, chatting about work life and something that he said or that he noticed for someone else from one of his friends in a different department was that, yeah, he's like, yeah, he works from like, you know, 8 a.m. and sometimes until, you know, 9 or 10 um, sometimes we'll take calls at, you know, eight or 9 PM on a Friday and we'll get an, and he will get annoyed about this and, you know, be frustrated and, you know, just like, angry, <laughs> you know, that he's working this much and having to do this much at, you know, 9 PM on a Friday. Like that's just, that's just a no, no. And so this guy that I was talking to, you know, chatted about with his friend, like, okay, but like, what are you doing about it? <laughs> How have you communicated this? How have you discussed this with, you know, your superiors, with your coworkers, all of that? Like, and he's, he has said nothing. This guy is like, you know, expecting his boundaries to be upheld at the same time, not communicating them and not doing anything about it. And I thought this was really interesting because oftentimes when we go into the corporate space where we are, you know, we have our own business in the online space or, you know, even just in friendships and relationships, how often do we actually communicate our boundaries? How often do we actually tell our partners, our boyfriends, our girlfriends, our mothers, our fathers, our bosses, whatever it is, our clients, our boundaries and like, you know, what we need and you know, how we are upholding them. So for example, when I was having my coaching, I needed to pause for a week because I had a bunch of dissertation meetings that week. And um, my coach upheld her boundary by pausing our WhatsApp coaching for a week. I was still able to put in my questions and things like that in there as they came up, but she just wasn't responding. And that for me really showed me, I was like, oh, this is how you uphold a boundary. This is how you uphold what you believe in, in a way that feels good, it feels clean, and it also empowers the other person to do the same thing in their own business. Um, So whatever your situation is, right? If you don't have a business, find other situations where you are not upholding a boundary and you are crossing yourself. You're going against your own word, right? And this is so, 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 so important. And it's not to be selfish and it's not to be, oh, I'm not going to do this for you because it crosses a boundary. No. What it is, is being really in integrity and really conscious of how you are showing up for yourself and for other people. And so the next time that someone crosses your boundary, really take a moment of reflection and introspection to see where have you crossed that boundary yourself. And I truly believe that it is a blessing when someone crosses a boundary or when someone does something that you're just like, ooh, that doesn't feel right. That feels a bit icky because that is the perfect way for us to reflect back on we have where we have not been in integrity with ourselves. Because again, it is not enough to share a boundary with someone. The real work goes into how do you uphold the boundary? Because let's face it, not everyone will will respect them. And many people unintentionally or or intentionally cross a boundary, right? They think that if you're always available, that they can always message you, that they can always ask you for help because you've made yourself super available. But if you get frustrated at that, if you get frustrated at this person constantly reaching out and talking to you and talking to you and talking to you and asking for help and asking for help, why are you still responding? 
right? This goes into a whole other conversation of people pleasing, um, which would be a podcast for another day. But there is this element of people pleasing. Like, where are you trying to please others to satisfy this need for either a validation or to feel worthy or to feel needed, right? So take a moment and look at this list of boundaries that you've written. Look at where, you know, where people have crossed them and then look at where you have crossed them. And how can you fix those leaks? What are one or two action steps you can start doing today where you can start to fix those leaks? You can start to communicate those those boundaries better. You can start to uphold those boundaries better. And come up with an action plan of how you're gonna show up for yourself in these moments when someone does cross. Are you gonna shy away and say it's okay or it's fine or you know push it off? Or are you like even going to apologize? I found myself doing this a lot where someone would cross a boundary and then I would like apologize, right? No, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to stick up for ourselves. We are going to be assertive. We are going to advocate for ourselves in a compassionate way. Because again, it's not enough to have a boundary of not responding after you know 9 p.m. Or it's not enough to have a boundary of people showing up on time when they're meeting you and then you text back at 9.30 or you show up five minutes late consistently, right? There are always, there's always a caveat. But if you're consistently showing up 15 minutes late to something and you're getting frustrated at other people showing up 15 minutes late when they're meeting you, there's the leak. There is the leak. So this is all to say that boundaries are an ongoing process and boundaries are not set in stone. They are dynamic and they're adaptable. They are constantly moving. You're constantly figuring out how to best uphold a boundary. What boundary feels good right now? How it's going to evolve in certain times of your life and in certain types of times of your career and certain seasons of life. And if you're a woman who has like a, a menstrual cycle, how it's gonna affect, how your boundaries gonna change during the different parts of your menstrual cycle as well. Because I know for me, like my boundaries when I'm on my period or kind of leading up to that time is going to be so different than my boundaries at a later time in the month because our energies are different. So really think about how your boundaries are being held by yourself and how you are expecting others to uphold them. So that is it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It It's kind of like a random riff on boundaries and being in integrity and really not allowing ourselves to sell our souls um, or sell our time, sell our whatever um, to people who are just take, 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 right? Because again, no one can buy your soul if it's not for sale. No amount of money situations where you feel like you are kind of being too thin, where you feel like people are crossing boundaries, where you feel like you are being pulled in all these different directions. Where are you responsible for part of it? Where are you Where can you clean up a little bit more in your energy? Where can you clean up a little bit more in your actions? Where can you clean up a little bit more in upholding things? I guarantee you, cannot speak. I guarantee you that just by doing this, just by thinking about it, so much is going to unfold. So much is going to come to light. Be like, oh, light bulb. So take this episode and just give it, right? And I would love for you to DM me on Instagram at Sasha or at I am Sasha Lucia. So at I am Sasha Lucia, everything will be in the show notes. 
um, your biggest takeaway on this and like a boundary that you want to uphold. I would love to support you in the DM and really cheer you on. So thank you so much again for listening in and for tuning in. And I can't wait to see you, to talk to you in the next episode and have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode of Unspoken. I'm so grateful that you spent the time with me and I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please like, rate, and subscribe to this podcast. And don't forget to leave a review. It means the absolute world to me and it takes literally two seconds. You can do in the bathroom, in line, wherever it is. Um, And don't forget to send this to one or two of your besties that they can have this conversation as well. And you can talk it over, over a boozy brunch or for your hot girl walk. Thank you again so much for tuning in and I'll see you in the next episode.